Ladies and gentlemen, this is an auspicious day. What a day! What a fabulous day! It is, in fact, a red letter day. Today marks the dawning of a new episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. A constant barrage of eye-opening conspiracies and ad-libbed innuendo. Featuring Parker. If at first you don't succeed, keep on sucking till you do succeed. <laughs> and Chris. On the streets, he's known as a jackass. Two premier content creators promoting the healthiest brand integrity in the world. Tell them what they've won, Spider. The way I see it, this should be a very dynamite show. Welcome, ladies and gentlemen, to another episode of Real Deal No Sex Appeal. My name is Chris, with me as always is Parker, and we have the other Alex on to discuss this week's movie. Guys, the universe here is made up of questions, so we need to ask ourselves some important questions here. First of all, some of the most important questions that have come to my mind in human existence would be, are we alone in the universe? What is the biological building block of existence? Why do fools fall in love? Is there life on other planets? Who put the bop in the bop shoe bop shoe bop? And most importantly, why in the world is Michael Rappaport in Deep Blue Sea? Chris, you uh, you forgot one. Let's hear it. If Colonel Sanders can say it, why can't we? That's a really you know another really great question. We're going to lead with that, uh, Alex. Alex, I gotta tell you. <laughs> Alex, I owe you. I owe you an apology. Um, I I'm forgot scared. to mention on the previous podcast that uh, I watched another movie during the recently watched. Oh, you, you most certainly did, buddy. You showed me The Rock, and I forgot to mention it, which is already horrendous. Uh, so the only thing I'll say about The Rock is I want to get it out kind of briefly. We'll get to other segments here. Is Nicolas Cage is having a normal one in that movie, <laughs> a real regular movie with a regular Nicolas Cage performance. God, he's so, so good. good. You you guilted so me good. into it too. I was watching Darling in the Franks. You're yeah, like you're watching a fucking was, cartoon this for cucks. Guy was watching anime. He's <laughs> like, sorry, I can't watch this amazing Nicolas Cage Sean Connery movie I've never seen because there's anime on. <laughs> so I had to stop. He, he successfully guilted me into it. He he knows how to bully me. Well, we know how hard it is to pry Chris's tired eyes away from anime. Look, guys, just. I'm the one who's recording this, right? So, everyone give me some credit here. Uh, before we go any further, Parker, do you have any news for this week? No. You have one week of freedom. Ah, shit. Okay. You have one fucking week before Comic-Con. Okay. The you final week. <laughs> you stupid dick. God, there's already an Aquaman poster. Don't you just feel it deep in your bones? Yeah, it took us 35 minutes to come up with a Jaffa calling edit of it. <laughs> Not even, dude. That we, got posted and within 15 seconds. I was like, that's a good point, Aqua yeah. Aqua is calling. <laughs> <laughs> there we go. That'd be a better movie. Um, Alright, uh, so let's talk about what movies we've watched recently. Which one of you wants to go first? Alex, I need you. To, I need to know how last night ended after I went to bed. Oh, okay. Um, we'll get to that. such a powerful streak. So, so I'm going to go chronologically of what I watched this week. I, uh, I actually started off this week with a couple of, uh, a couple of revivals that I saw in theaters. Chris, have you ever been to the Senator in Baltimore? No, I've, oh, I've almost gone there, though. You need to go. Okay. I'm going to take you to one of these revivals this summer because it's fucking incredible. Okay. I sent Parker pictures of my theater experience. Uh, like, girl Alex uh, has told me it's pretty good, too. 
Let me put it this way. Like, nothing has changed there in, like, 80 years. So, like, when you're walking into the bathroom, you first have to walk through a men's smoking lounge where you now can't smoke. So there's just all these, like, smoky leather chairs and a fireplace before you can go pee. I kind of like just, that. It's it's perfect. Um, but purely coincidentally, like, when you asked me to, if I was able to record on Deep Blue Sea this week, I was on my way to go see Jaws there. Whoa. So, so that's one of those movies that, I mean, I know it beat for beat. I'm not sure I've ever sat down and fully watched it beginning to end, and if I have, it was probably two decades ago. Mm-hmm. What a phenomenal movie. Like, what a treat that movie is. Like, just, you watch that movie and you understand why people think Steven Spielberg is a genius. Because mm-hmm. that's, like, his third movie ever, and it's basically perfect. There isn't, like, a wasted shot or a wasted scene in that entire movie. Like, it's, it's such a good show-don't-tell movie where they don't, like, I don't know, when I watch old movies, I tend to think, I tend to think in terms of how movies today really frustrate me with just how much they over-the-top explain things to you, and that's a movie that, it's not asking for a ton of your attention, but if you just have, like, one eye open and on the screen, you're like, oh, okay, they're new in town. Oh, that guy's horrified at the shark, but he's afraid to say so because he's too masculine. Like, but they don't have to spell it out for you. I don't know, I just... You know, Alex, I'm not trying to be dismissive of what you're saying here, but this is one of those great movies where I'm really happy that everyone knows it really well. There are certain things where it's like, what more can we say? You already know, like, the score works so well, it's really just two notes, and everyone likes the performances in it, and like you said, show, don't tell. And I'm happy that it was really the the world's first summer blockbuster. Seeing that movie on a big screen with a full audience was great. The next movie I saw... Not nearly as good of a theater experience. Because I went back the very next night and saw mm-hmm. the first Alien. Ooh. Which, also a wonderful movie to see on the big screen. I somehow got a Americlaps for that one, so that was a little... Oh, uh, yeah. People, Sorry, say people, hi to me next time. <laughs> yeah, people loudly laughed and clapped when the Alien burst out of the guy's chest. Oh, no, And really? I'm like, man, really? Like, oh, like we're doing that? And, oh. And then, like, once somebody breaks the clapping seal, just everybody feels it's their personal <laughs> God-given right to clap. It's a oh. dumb scene throughout the movie. The, the, wait, they were clapping during the movie, not at credits? Oh, both, yeah. Oh, that's oh, yeah. No. the worst thing Dude, I've ever heard. I, that it actually was... would ruin the movie for me. Well, yeah, and it's a 35-year-old movie, and... Who are we clapping for? Even if you're clapping for the people that made it, most of them are dead. Like, fuck off. Thank um, you so much for making Prometheus. This Thank is you almost 40 so years old, much. really. So, so, that movie also holds up very, very well. That movie is fucking gorgeous, and I'm really happy I saw it on the big screen. I do have one major glaring flaw that almost completely took me out of the movie, though. What is it? Okay, so, beginning of the movie, Sigourney Waver... Like, like the, the away team goes, the dude gets attacked by the alien, they're trying to get back in the ship, and she's like, no, I'm not going to let you back in the ship, like, it, the safety of the crew is more important, blah, 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 you know, she really just puts her foot down as like, I'm the badass who's willing to do whatever is necessary in order to, you know, save the crew in the ship, right? Mm-hmm. So then when the alien's on board and they're getting ready to escape, she goes back for the cat. <laughs> and it just totally killed the last 30 minutes of the movie. For I me. guess we found the dog person on here. There's, you know, other than other than really shitty editing, the thing that bothers me the most in any movie ever is inconsistent characterization, and to see that in that movie, which I had such fond memories of, having not seen it for like fifteen years, I was just like, oh. Well, oh, often, that sucks. 
you know, often inconsistent characterization can come from poor editing. There's a scene actually in Deep Blue Sea that works because, the, the characterization of a character that works because of editing. They had to cut out a couple scenes and now the character makes sense. If they had kept in these other scenes, it would have made even less sense than it already does. I'm so ready for your Deep Blue Sea takes. Oh, jeez. Yeah, I wrote too many notes. Uh, continue, please. Alright, <clears throat> so I'm just going to try to breeze through the night of movies that I watched last night, which was... God, yes. Unbelievable. So, Chris, are we doing Deep Blue Sea 2? Yes, yeah, we're we're doing Deep Blue Sea 2. So, I watched Deep Blue Sea 2, and immediately after, I watched a little movie called Hell House, LLC, which I believe Parker has talked about on this podcast before. I did not realize that at the time. Like, I I mean, I could assume as a horror movie that he had seen it. No, he talks about horror movies all the time. I just never listen. Yeah, so... (laughs) So that movie was really fucking good. Like... I so I put it on like just trying to find something to kill like the 35 minutes that I was waiting for Parker to get home because we were gonna watch something and <laughs> ended up just like I was long for the ride like 10 minutes of the movie so I don't know how much you know about the movie but basically the premise is it's a found footage movie but it's like being done documentary style where like somebody found the footage and is like making a documentary about this thing that happened and so, like, ten minutes into the movie, I'm just sitting there like, this is a really great, like, conceit for a movie. I'm glad somebody came up with doing this. I'm sure this is going to suck, but, like, good idea. Like, props to you for that. And then, like, the halfway point of the movie hits or so, and I'm like, oh, wait, no, never mind. This is just good. Like, like I all of my misconceptions about this found footage movie that I just assumed was garbage, totally wrong. This is actually That's a awesome. really good feeling when that hits. Yeah. And Th- that's usually a sign of an excellent movie. As somebody that watches a lot of garbage, it's rare that I just, like, get a movie wrong in the first ten minutes. Like, you can just tell you're watching trash at some point. But, yeah, um, I got home, opened your rabbit stream, saw it, was like, oh, I guess I'm watching the rest of this then. Yeah. I just left it. I was gonna close it at first, but then he opened the door, there was a clown at the bottom of the stairs, and then I left the whole movie on. <laughs> Fuck, that movie is scary, man, that movie... Parker made a very good point during during my watch of that movie that I didn't realize. There's not a single jump scare in that movie. Not a single one. And it it's really effective. It's I feel like if you're gonna try to get me into like some found footage movie, I wanna I wanna believe that everything in the universe is behaving like quote unquote normally. Like if it's just dudes with a camera, I expect them to be, like, the bro-douches in this movie that say things like Pinot Gris, which, <laughs> fantastic characterization there, because if I were some New York shithead who was, like, trying to run haunted houses out of abandoned hotels, like, that is probably exactly how I'd talk. But, but yeah, no jump scares, and oof, I'm, I'm doing the, the Italian finger kiss thing right now. Because oh, there you go. I, I, can't, I can't get over just how pleasantly surprising this movie was. And then I watch like Ghost Shark. Oh my god, yes. Uh, I, <laughs> yes. You know what? Yes. A, a friend at work told me I had to get on that, so I, I kind of want to. But they also have Ghost Shark 2 in the hood. Yeah, I, and had I found a download for that, this night might have gone a little bit differently. So Alex, tell me about the fire hydrant scene. Uh, there are so many scenes to talk to. Yeah, that's, I, I think like, that's <laughs> the one where it bursts out of like the fire hydrant because it can store itself in water. This is a movie about a oh, ghost shark. This, this is the one with the with the, the kids in the street where the, yeah, like, the kids like are talking shit like to their car. around with half bodies. <laughs> and, like, and like like so so that scene like like 
they, they come up in their car and they're like, get out of the road, kids, get out of the road. And like these kids get all tough and they're like, you get out of the road, man. So then they like, they like drive through the spot where the water's shooting. So the kids all scatter. They turn the corner and for some reason, these kids who are like nine and 10 years old are following them. So they run around after him. <laughs> these two fucking little kids in front are like pounding their chests out in front. The shark comes out of nowhere and just bites them both off at the hips. Like, so there's two sets of little legs standing there while the older kids are standing in the background not knowing what to do. And they just saunter off frame like, yeah. oh, I guess that's that. <laughs> like, you put it best. There's a scene where a guy drinks a cup of water and then a shark splits him in half from the inside out. And that's maybe the third best scene in the movie. Yeah. <laughs> it's fucking incredible. That fucking, the fucking pool scene where the, the dude who looks like Justin Bieber picks a fight over by the diving board. The guy comes back at him, so he tries to do, like, this cool dive off the diving board to, like, get away and, like, disengage the fight. And then the shark jumps out of the water while he's mid-jump and just eats him. I like how in the chat we were all like, alright, so that's probably the money shot. And then the next scene happened. <laughs> the next scene with is the fat three. kid on the, on the slip and slide. <laughs> the fat kid on the slip and slide getting eaten by a ghost shark. It's the funniest thing I've seen this year. Uh, that Hands scene, down. I've seen that one. It's, oh my god. And you don't realize, like, that scene happens in a montage. There's three stupid deaths like that happening at once. That oh, movie yeah. should win <laughs> every award. The fucking cheerleader's washing Leoja's car. <laughs> and then one gets eaten <laughs> out of the bucket. Uh, so 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 ghost shark was a movie that's a fucking incredible experience i should note at this point that it was getting light out and and everybody else is like nah fuck this i'm going to bed but i am a moron so i watched a little movie called flight 666 (laughs) what the fuck if parker hasn't heard of this i don't know you can skip it trust me okay I, I got, like, 50 minutes in, and it only seen, like, two ghosts and one crazy person. And the plane stalled for, like, a minute and a half for some reason, and then was just back. And I was, like, like I'm, I'm sure there's a payoff at some point in that movie, but I was way too tired to stay around and watch for it. But anyway, very, very, very quality night of movies for me. All right, you guys go. All right, uh, I'll go next now. I watched... Uh... Okay, again, let me let me. So you watched Ghost Shark and Flight Six Six and Haunted House or whatever. I watched a 1951 black and white French movie called uh, Journal d'un Curé de Compagne, which is by uh, Robert Bresson. Yeah. It uh, it's Diary of a Country <laughs> Priest, and it's <laughs> it's uh actually this movie it's supposed to be some sort of like religious masterpiece and it's like spiritually uplifting and honestly. This one didn't do very much for me. I try not to talk about my faith too much on here, but if I wanted to watch a Catholic movie, I'd just watch A Man for All Seasons. And then, after I watched... Those shark was pretty spiritual. No, I the guess. Yeah. The afterlife. And after I watched Diary the of a Country Priest... magic cave where priest. he drowns his wife. <laughs> he drowned his wife in the magic cave. It's like, oh, we get into some arguments, and it just cuts to him just drowning crazy. his wife in a cave with a bunch of, like, glowing symbols behind him. God, I love that, like, the whole movie, they're like, oh, that guy's really weird. He, we think he drowned his wife, like, hush-hush or anything. And and he's like, no, I didn't do it. I didn't do it. She drowned on her own. And then later he's just like, yeah, I, I drowned my wife. Yeah, I totally killed that, bro. But don't worry, I have this magic grimoire to help fucking go shark. Magic grimoire. <laughs> this movie is so good, Chris. As I say, after I finished that Robert Brasson movie, I watched Dragon Blade. 
uh, because <laughs> apparently I bet wrong on the movies. Correct. And uh, boy, did that come back to bite me. Now, Dragon Blade 2015 stars Jackie Chan, Natch, and uh, John Cusack, who might be the best actor in the movie, and oh, Adrian boy. Brody. Um, <laughs> Whatever happened, like... To Adrian Brody? He did Dragon what Blade. What did he... What did he do? Adrian Brody. He, like, Adrian won an Oscar. And then, <laughs> that's just... We're going to look um, back depressing. on that as one of the great fluke Oscars of all time. Because I, yeah, absolutely. The fucking pianist. I hate that movie. Anyway. Uh, <laughs> the framing device was Say pointless. The, <laughs> the pianist. <laughs> anyway, uh, the movie has the unmitigated audacity to start off with, this story was inspired by true events. Uh, yes. Now, when Jackie Chan was making this movie, he was like, oh, there's going to be an A-list American actor. I can't tell you who, but he's like a real well-known guy. He's going to help sell the movie. John Cusack uh, <laughs> is in this. And you see, I, he made I, Gross Point Blank like 20 years ago, dude. Like, I have to wonder. So I wrote down, how did he get hired? Like, did the Chinese not know he's an actual crazy person? Like, we can agree, like, knowing John Cusack, he's, like, actually insane and should he's probably get help. always having a regular one. Yeah. I appreciate it. I think the first warning sign was he hated Con Air and, uh, and Better Off Dead, which are his two best movies. And well, then I saw his no Twitter account, and I was like, oh, dear, this man needs some help desperately. But he's never going to get it because he's too famous. And then, the more I watched the movie, the more I realized he's got the classic Mel Gibson, Tom Cruise syndrome. He's actually crazy and actually kind of talented. You know, he's not bad in this. Uh, and even with, you know, the worthless little blind kid and the Spyro oh the Dragon music, I can tell you... Sorry, what? Yeah, it's it's basically oh, Spyro yeah. the Dragon music. I, it sounds mm-hmm. kind of, you know, Stuart Copeland-esque. It's really, this movie wasn't that bad. It was kind of enjoyable for much of it. Uh, it's... They, some of the it's, Jackie Chan stunts weren't as good as some of his other ones. He does the whole boob touch joke that he made in Rush Hour 1. And uh, the action wasn't, you know, spectacular. But really, this is kind of like Call the Conqueror. You know, it's not, like, incredible. It was probably overhyped to oblivion. And it probably looks too good for its own sake. But overall, I'd, I'd, uh, I'd give it, like, a 3 out of 5. It's like, I had fun. Also, the movie is uh, 75% of it's in Chinese, and I didn't have any subtitles. Uh, Parker, <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> I really appreciate the Chinese movie industry's desire just to throw as much money at the dumbest. Like, picking that or, like, no, The Great Wall is going to be our movie. This is the one we're backing. I'm going to see The Matt Great Damon. Wall this week or something. I'm going to find that a way. The movie is, like, surprisingly visually interesting to look at i'm telling you jing tian also Matt damon's ponytail oh yeah there you go now i just got back from seeing a movie with my good friend joshua brody and uh it was the dark knight at alamo draft house it was one of those uh, bizarre movie parties and uh, a couple things come into this uh the dark knight's still a masterpiece it's still my favorite comic book movie of all time and it gets better like every single time more. i watch it Sorry, what? Sworn you liked the sequel to it more. That um, for a brief moment in time, that which we don't like need to. Three that, brief moments in time. They were, if I recall. The, well, something like that. And uh, I, look, I like this movie more every single time I see it. I did find finally my major flaw. Maggie Gyllenhaal is terrible in it. Uh, she she is really, really like repellently bad in this movie. And the best thing that could happen to her is that she dies. 
Spoilers for a 10-year-old right. movie. Um, Jesus, dude, you can't just do that. I know. Uh, but Josh and I had a good time, and we almost had to make this about the guy who sat next to Josh. <laughs> Uh, apparently, uh, we walked in, and it's like that movie party thing, so they put all these silly little props on the tables, and it really wasn't that bad, but we sat next to, or rather, he sat next to, the world's biggest Dark Knight fan. Uh, <laughs> this guy was immediately sat down, and the guy who, like, sets all this stuff up, like the content coordinator over there, good job, uh, is like, okay, so this is the 10th anniversary of the Dark Knight, the guy's already going, whoa, yeah, I love Batman, the Joker's so <laughs> epic, why so serious? It's like practically in that Mike Staclasa, I know what that is voice. <laughs> and so he's loud and we're, Josh and I are just looking at it. And you know how Josh is like probably more patient than he ought to be about things. He's just about the nicest, most affable guy in the world. Josh is just looking over at him kind of forlornly like, oh. <laughs> then he looks at me with a kind of look that says, this is the sort of clientele that the Alamo attracts. And I was like... Maybe he'll be quiet during the movie. And then I looked at the cap gun on his desk that we were supposed to use during <laughs> all the shooting scenes. I'm like, oh, we got to be careful of this guy. And so the movie starts off, you know, it's just that shot of the city of the building. And I'm pretty sure the guy started clapping. It's <laughs> like, and I just, again, I just kind of looked at him and was like, oh, I don't know so, about that. So for the record, he was there by himself, right? Uh, actually, yeah, he, w- he was there by just himself. Just making sure. Yeah. And uh, then actually, it gets to. Who could have guessed? Then it gets to. I don't know if you call it the first joke of the movie. The movie doesn't really have a whole lot of jokes. It's uh, when the Joker takes off his mask, he says, whatever doesn't kill you makes you stranger. And uh, the the guy started laughing and clapping really loud. And I, again, I just kind of looked over and was like, raise an order card? It's movie party. We're supposed to quote along, have a, have a good time. I don't know. And no joke. Ten minutes into the movie, he got up, stomped away, and we never saw him again. Nice. Did you get Boogie's autograph after you saw the movie with him? <laughs> like I said, I never saw him again. Up? This is Francis. I fucking love this. <laughs> again, I'm like talking literally stomped away. And Josh looked at him, and again, I couldn't quite see his face, but I'm pretty sure he was looking at him like he lost a long-lost friend or something. <laughs> so, uh, rest in peace, that guy. Uh, other than of, that, like, I love that of movie. Speaking Josh, <laughs> incredible cameo in Deep Blue Sea 2 and that shark almost bites his arm off. <laughs> I know I wasn't the only one that thought it. It's not very nice, I gotta tell you. <laughs> gotta give Josh a little bit more credit here. Alright, uh... Other than call that, Josh Bruv from now on. The, <laughs> the, the only other thing that I I didn't really watch it. I read a book called Meg, which is the basis of the movie The Meg, and it is it looks like it's going to be very very different from the movie. But also, upon watching Deep Blue Sea, I was like, okay, good shark movie, right? As oversized and it is oversized as this Mako is in Deep Blue Sea. After you read Meg, you're just like, oh man, I'm really in the mood for a fucking humongous shark, not this like little baby genius Mako shark, which we will get to, of course. But uh, yeah, it's, a, it's such a shame that he died after making Avatar. Parker, what did you watch? Jesus Christ. I'm not All even right, going to so start. That. Yeah, that's <laughs> the worst thing you've ever said. I started my week so with a movie... That our dear friend, meme creator Adam Johnson put in my head called A Perfect Getaway. Now, I did not realize that this movie had Chris Hemsworth, Mia Jovovich, Timothy Oliphant, and Steve Zahn in it. What the hell? Who isn't in this movie? I mean, here's the thing. So, like, it's a pretty serviceable, like, pretty good thriller. Like, I'd I'd recommend it. But what I really enjoyed was afterwards finding out that 
one guy wrote and directed it, and everything else he's done is literally all of the Riddick movies. <laughs> His entire filmography is three Riddick movies, an upcoming fourth one, a TV series. That's all he's done is Vin Diesel's passion project, and also this movie where Steve Zahn and Timothy Oliphant are in Hawaii. So, having a regular one mm-hmm. seems like a cool guy. Speaking of Mia Jovovich, my dear friend, I watched an alien movie called The Fourth Kind, and it fucking sucks. Okay, so the whole thing, because it's one of those movies that's like, hey, this is based on a real story, this is a totally real movie. So their gimmick is that there there are a lot of scenes where side by side it'll be the real footage... And then the actor actress reenacting oh, the footage no. line by line. Oh, oh no. But it's so fucking obvious that none of it's real. Like, literally, the start of the movie is Mia coming like, Hey, I'm Mia Jovovich. Welcome to Jackass. Check this shit out. Aliens. Is it real? I don't know. And it's... They have the ugliest kid I've ever seen in a movie in my fucking life. Oh, that's mean. <laughs> like, I don't have a problem with it, but please, please keep going. It's just... He looks extraterrestrial. He is upsetting to look at. It's just poorly acted. You've got these horrendous... Like, the the director's the one interviewing the actual people from the case. And you can tell he thinks he's doing a really, really good job. As he's just sitting there blandly. Yes, and then what happened afterwards? Uh-huh. And you haven't seen your daughter ever since. And then the movie has the nerve to end with what felt like five minutes of text. Like, the movie has a non-ending. She just cries like, Ah, oh, where's my daughter? And then just words on the screen. Screen after screen after screen after screen of just text for a story that's not real. A+. plus. <laughs> real, real good movie. So after that, we had Friday the 13th. And there was only one Friday the 13th movie I had not seen up to this point in my life, and that was the remake. Ooh. And uh-oh. boy. Uh-oh. Mm-mm. If you don't see the Platinum Dunes logo in the beginning, <laughs> you'll figure it out after the fourth pair of the worst fake tits you've ever seen in your life. It's just nonstop. Hey, you know what's really fun? If you take, like, the charm and, like, kitschiness out of Friday the 13th. What charm? What if you just put up... What if you just put a bunch of jump scares in there that are really, really shitty? You know what? You are being far too kind to the original Friday the 13th movies. Like, they weren't filled with jump scares anyway. And, like, they had fucking charm in them. Come on. I have a fondness for those movies, and you can't take them away. Uh, I'm gonna try. Look, I could sit here and let you talk about your weird movies of fucking some 1940s woman on the Oriental Express. And it's like a four-hour thing about a baby carriage go down the stairs. I don't care. Let me have this. That's a really good Battleship Potemkin reference. We're going to remember that when I assign you a movie for losing the bet that you did. You don't have to do that. (laughs) There's no need for you to do that. (laughs) No, I'm going to do something far worse to you, but we'll get to that when we get to that. Sorry, Parker, to interrupt you. Have you seen anything else? Nah, I mean, Ghost Shark, obviously. (laughs) That that could be the whole episode. I've heard enough about that. (laughs) Incorrect. Are you sure? There's... I have such sights. I haven't seen the whole thing, but I think I've seen enough selected scenes to kind of get the gist of it. I'm pretty sure it's a movie about a ghost shark. The climax takes place during a lightning storm, and the shark is just jumping between puddles. Like, story about (laughs) it. The reason it's a ghost shark is because in the first scene, a man opens an empty tackle box and throws a grenade (laughs) in the shark's mouth. (laughs) 
<laughs> that tackle box is 100% empty except for that grenade. He just pops it open. I'm like, oh, yes, my fish catch and lures. This, this sounds like something my dad would have on him. Just a grenade Absolutely. and a tackle box. Did you like the scene where the black guy told his son, just go ride with that police officer by yourself and yeah. just, you know, explain the situation and everything will be okay? <laughs> Okay. Oh, that's about it. Friday the 13th remake, not good, but still like probably in the middle of that franchise because it's just how insulting is that? From start to finish. That I've actually seen that one. That one is I, I'd put it as one of the worst horror movies I've ever seen, but I've seen almost every single Friday the 13th movie. Buddy, that's not even like the one of the 20 worst horror movies I've seen this year. I you need to okay, step it up. Just don't even coward. And you know what? Football season's around the corner, I and I hope can't you like wait silent movies. To broaden your horizon. <laughs> Okay, let's talk about Deep Blue Sea. Uh, Parker, Alex, I was—I have so many like prepared jokes for this, for like the opening and ending sort of things. Originally, what I was going to do is I was going to play the Power Rangers theme song, but instead of us yelling out our Megazords, I was going to have us go deepest, bluest. My hat is like a shark's fin. <laughs> Christ. Uh, because when 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 Parker said those words, I was like, "Oh my God, those might be the most ridiculous lyrics to a rap song I think I've ever heard." Not so even the though. most ridiculous LL Cool J song. Let's not now, get accidental racist. Well, okay. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guess as what? You like, found your closing song. <laughs> uh, no, actually, I have I have my closing song. It ties more into Deep Lucy two and then Deep Lucy one. Now, Parker, I've done you an unkindness. We've forgotten to do this segment that you wanted to do where we briefly describe the plot summary of the movie. Do you want to take the reins on this one? No, because I forgot to do it. Okay. Womp womp. Uh, Well, we're supposed to write in... in, Okay, well, I'll do the best I can. Just improvise here. One, two, three. Red leather, yellow leather. So LL Cool J and a bunch of his white friends are on... And his bird. And his bird. His bird's in this. It's named Bird. And uh, they're in a deep sea laboratory where they study sharks. And uh, one of the sharks gets too smart and tries to kill all of them. Also, Samuel L. Jackson is along for the ride. Rated... I think this was rated R. When I started this movie, the first note I wrote down was rated R for graphic shark attacks. <laughs> Does it so actually say that? We're already at like three and a half stars. The only reason I knew it was rated R is because out. they dropped the, the F word twice. I'm pretty sure that's the end of it. And that's pretty significant because I'm pretty sure none of them are uttered by Michael Rappaport. So. Tag yourself. I'm shocking. Thomas Jane's hair. That's shocking. Dig. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I'm, uh, I'm Michael Rappaport's herpes. <laughs> <laughs> I'm the obnoxious blonde woman that has no purpose in the movie whatsoever until she's oh, oh, thank you. Uh, yeah, there's a lot going on with that one. So the movie starts off with the boat of the skinniest thoughts in existence. And uh, they're all having a good time. It's not very entertaining, but they're, they're in bikinis. They are drinking wine, red wine. This is important because already it's like, okay, I was like, let's see, where does this movie get ridiculous? It seems fine. They accidentally uh, dump some of the red wine overboard, and the movie takes certain care to show us this. Guys, I know why they took care to show us that. It's because red wine looks like blood. And this movie, I'm, pr- I'm like 99% sure, this movie wants us to think that sharks will see the red wine and think it's blood, and that's why they attack the boat. <laughs> well, hold on, Chris. <laughs> You gotta realize, I mean, it's like a switcheroo. Like, that's what they want you to think, like, on first level. And then you remember that these are genius Rick and Morty watching sharks. 
Oh right. They just like you really couldn't wait to get for the first scene. <laughs> I couldn't. You've been holding you that in all week. Okay, so pickle Chris, what happened in the next scene? No, what? No, no, you no. could you, just you forgot the most important part of the first shark attack, which is the, the boyfriend headbutting his girlfriend into the ocean. Well, the best part of that is the sound effect that they use. That was the most Three Stooges headbutt sound effect I've ever heard. Do you think she like poked him in the eyes on the way down and called him a knucklehead? Oh, the sharks were what... so smart. He used his little fin to put up between his eyes, so the humans couldn't gouge his eyes out anymore. The guy's last words were, "Oh, you're an intelligent imbecile." So I have to wonder to myself, why are there sharks in this movie? And there's, that's not to be like, oh, why make a shark movie at all when Jaws exists? It's no like there has to be a reason why. Why are there sharks? Why are you studying the sharks? He can't just be like, I want to study sharks because they're noble, majestic, and humans can't understand them. It'd be weird if we watched a movie like that, right, guys? So uh, <laughs> that'd be so fucked up. Yeah. So it, I'm it a stars dinosaur veterinarian. It stars a. Let me just read the note here. The British lady scientist is using sharks to create a pill that cures Alzheimer's. Wasn't that what James Franco was doing with the monkeys in the new Planet of the Apes movies? No, those movies were good. This movie is about curing Alzheimer's with sharks. This uh-huh. all sounds like an Alex Jones segment. <laughs> Except he would spend like six minutes on it tops. Blame Obama, you're done for the day. This... This goes on for an hour 45. That's including the rap song at the light, end, which you do not skip. Light through. and breezy, hour 45. Very, well. very breezy. So, uh, anyway, she's complaining about all this, like, Samuel L. Jackson, why don't you give me more money, even though these sharks killed a bunch of people, so that I can cure Alzheimer's with the shark brains <laughs> in the underwater facility and LL Cool J as a chef? He says, "Oh, Cool Jay's a chef. Oh, I gotta go visit Uncle L." So they, he goes over with them, and as soon as he gets off the plane, he does an impression of Tattoo. And oh my god, I, good, you wrote that down too. Yeah, he just Jesus. he just steps right off the plane and goes, "Facts don't care about your feelings," or uh, something like that. So he talks about Who Dad and Klanga and Dota too. So uh, and the people don't get it. <laughs> and uh, every episode, huh? <laughs> Yeah, uh, he, wait until he starts listening. Yeah. Uh, anyway. <laughs> yeah. Apparently, he doesn't. Get, and that was all improvised. It's a good thing they didn't let Michael Rappaport improvise. Could I just say oh I don't know if I'm making oh it clear. God. I hate Michael Rappaport. That makes one of us, buddy. Oh, I not not the not his performance in the movie. Although I can barely call it a performance. I have a feeling he had a lot of takes to say words like struts. But uh, boy, that dude is like scum of the earth as far as i'm concerned i mean yeah but that's why he owns oh yeah so uh they, we have thomas jane and perhaps the most ridiculous hair thomas jane has ever worn in his life somebody uh, hasn't seen the expanse i haven't seen the expanse yet it's, and it's he like plays a half comb over half like uh something you'd expect somebody at like an acdc show 30 years later to have like so it's, it's like a one-third of enemies closer jean-claude van damme's haircut and that <laughs> yes uh, actually that's pretty accurate <laughs> yeah there we go uh, oh my god right hey how am i gonna forget <laughs> oh that? god i looked it's so good <laughs> so parker tell me the name of thomas jane's character uh is it not thomas jane don't it's, call on me because i've only they, read they thomas called jane. him carter page Oh, no go away! No way did I miss <laughs> we... that being Carter Page. 
Hi folks, it's me, Chris, the host of this podcast. Turns out it's not Carter Page, it's actually Carter Blake. Please don't email me about this mistake which I've made constantly throughout this episode. Thank you. His, unfortunately, it seems as though every single movie we get, we have some character's name that just seems to stick with us. Sometimes it's Cade Yeager. Sometimes it's Harry Hole. <laughs> this, it appears to be Carter Page. Uh, they they say the word Carter a lot, and it's oh man, they do not great. So the so the scene where he's swimming around with the shark, all to get that license plate out of it, left me with one. I was just like, okay, that, I think that pretty much summed up exactly what the movie was going to be. <laughs> after, I also have to admit that again, this is like the big one where after reading Meg, it was like, huh, these sharks do seem kind of diminutive, huh? I feel so bad for Thomas Jane. He's been trying to land a big movie franchise for like 15 years, and it always whiffs. And then Aaron Eckhart just completely stole his bet. For one movie, and then disappears. Yeah. Well, Aaron was, Eckhart might have been dead for five years. I couldn't tell you, honestly. I miss well. him so much. I, Do you? <laughs> I, I, I roll hard for Thank You for Smoking, so. Oh, absolutely. The movie absolutely slaps. He is. I think, uh, I, I think Alex, you said that he was the best part of The Dark Knight, and yeah, I'm absolutely. willing to entertain that uh, notion, yeah. You're not wrong. Yeah. Well, uh, we should uh, talk about the rest of the cast, too. So, LL Cool J is in this as a chef. Does anyone believe it? He is not on screen with the other characters until, like, the last 20 minutes. <laughs> Which is a real <laughs> shame. cutting to him, standing alone in a kitchen that he shot in a weekend, talking to a bird. <laughs> Locking himself understand. in an oven, uh, <clears throat> which then gets turned... We'll get to that in a bit, but... Uh, oh, yes, we will. <laughs> uh, you know what? I want to talk about that awful blonde lady who doesn't know how to act. Uh, she's played by Jacqueline McKenzie. She doesn't know like how person. to act. She I, is... I don't know why she's in the movie. So is that, um, like, the director's wife or sister? Or, like, I was trying to figure that out. Like, why She's she not here? quite as bad as Maggie Gyllenhaal was in The Dark Knight, but uh, this oh. woman should not be Come in on, movies man. or on stage just, or in a recording booth or anything. I think she's only here because they realized they needed one more kill. And they just had to I think they needed, I think they realized they needed one more woman. I think that's exactly what it is. I think the social justice warrior is comma. <laughs> <laughs> Ruin Johnson. Exactly. SJW Libtard. First it started with Star movie. Wars and then Deep Lucy. <laughs> <laughs> Princess Amidala, why couldn't she be a king? <laughs> anyway. Uh, yeah. Oh, man. Jacqueline McKenzie's in this and she's Almost. really bad. Now, I was talking to you earlier about they had to cut a scene to make it more complete with the characterization. Yeah, it turns out she's pregnant with Stellan Skarsgård's baby uh, in the okay, deleted whatever. scene. And they realized they, they wanted to cut that because A, they didn't want to kill off a pregnant character, and B, they wanted to make things a little bit more subtle and stuff. And I was like, okay, I can understand that to an extent. But uh, I'm just happy that we didn't have to have another one of those scenes with her because uh, the less she's on screen, the better. She's very much like that. Save me, Batman! Boiling acid! <laughs> when she's like, when her right before her kill, that's exactly what she's doing. <laughs> I, oh, no! I think that character maybe works like 20% better if we don't also have another character that's screaming constantly. Much Good less point, yeah. two characters that are screaming constantly. This movie's just really about people that love to yell, and I respect that. Yeah, so I mean, as soon as Michael, Rappaport, Michael Rappaport is for. <laughs> as soon as Michael Rappaport comes on screen, I wonder, all right, how quickly does he get killed? And it's not just because I'm biased against Michael Rappaport, but uh boy, he's he's really bad in this movie. 
I've seen this movie so many times, and I always forget he's in it. And every time he first walks on, I just loudly go like, "Get the fuck out of here!" What is, he <laughs> is he a fucking shark scientist, sounding like he was born in a trash can? Okay, in the Bronx? now class, class, fucking everyone, settle whatever. down. Put your books and pencils away. Did you all prepare your Michael Rappaport impressions? Oh, buddy, it's gonna get real yeah. uncomfortable. You fuck, you miserable fuck, you! Ah, ha, 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 ha. I'm swimming here. <laughs> I love how many times, like they'll be showing a close-up of a TV screen that's all static. She'll ah, the TV's not working. <laughs> Jesus, fucking! I spent four years at Caltech. Four years. <laughs> you fuck. <laughs> what is he? The count? <laughs> he really does laugh at like a sped up version of the count. <laughs> Have you ever heard his laugh, Alex? Oh yes. Every yeah, every single time he laughs is just, ah, ha 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 ha. <laughs> Fucking cat killer. <laughs> anyway, um, so when LL, LL Cool J's on there, not even rapping, he just you have to see the music video on YouTube in order to see that sort of thing. All I can think about is I'm so glad they got the good Steve Smith to be in this movie. <laughs> Fuck. God damn it. He's allowed to appropriate our meme, it's fine. It's yeah. <laughs> Wasn't expecting that from you. <laughs> yeah. Holy shit. Oh jeez, come on now. Now uh so he really likes his bird. The name of the bird is bird. Uh bird is the That's word. Funny. And uh he takes some whipped cream, put it puts it on his finger, and feeds it to the bird, and then kinda starts like talking dirty to the bird. Was that supposed to be erotic or something? Look, look, the bird is hands down the best character in this movie because it just calls him a fuckhead repeatedly like I, I will not accept any slander about this bird whatever this bird is into sexually it can have doesn't last long does it fucking so, SJW libs making LL Cool J pansexual <laughs> <laughs> Kathleen Kennedy ruin Johnson resign ruin sir. Harlan <laughs> <laughs> okay, so they throw the world's shittiest surprise birthday party for whose birthday is it? Is it the British lady's birthday? Yes, I think. Wait, why would they throw her a birthday party? She does not seem well liked on this. Uh, Sharks from all my favorite movies, video games, and TV shows come <laughs> for one huge party. Oh, all right. So the street sharks show up and they start rollerblading <laughs> around. There are approximately five people at this party, and uh, there's nothing there that's at all enjoyable besides perhaps LL Cool J's mixed drinks. He also made a cake. Let's not forget that cake. That cake looked mad <laughs> yeah. tasty. Oh, and then uh, yeah. Samuel Jackson walks up like, Haha, us black guys on this ship, right? And, and sure Samuel L. Movies. Jackson makes, I think, the exact same face that uh, Stanley makes in the office when that black guy <laughs> does like the chest pound thing. <laughs> Just rolls... <laughs> this does lead to one of my favorite conversations in the movie, though, which is LL Cool J shaming Samuel L. Jackson for climbing Mount Everest because that's what white people do. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because you just know it was written by a white dude. Yeah. Oh, a yeah. Thousand percent just written by some white dude with glasses. <laughs> that was probably another one that they left in editing where uh, they cut out the scene where LL Cool J is forced to say, Black people hang in the hood. <laughs> Oh, oh my god. <laughs> Jesus. So, um, anyway. Carter Page I'll, I'll forgive is these iron hair. chains if you forgive my gold chains. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> fucking accident. You watch the seas. I'll watch the skies. 
<laughs> so Carter Page and his fucking hair has to retrieve a shark, which they then stick the world's longest needle into, and Wonder Riot gets pissed off. With it, they recover the chemical that will cure Alzheimer's. That's what we like okay. to call the Wubba Lubba Dub Dub. Uh, okay. <laughs> I, uh, Jesus. I, I was at Christ. work, and like people were talking about Rick and Morty, which is a sure sign that I was going to leave the conversation, get back to my desk, and get something done. You're just not and they intelligent all enough ins- to understand it, Chris. They were all insisting <laughs> that the Pickle Rick episode is actually the best episode, and that I really, really need to watch it. I, you guys have to stop talking to people from my work, okay? <laughs> Shit, he's I on to us. I to join the conversation. <laughs> So the first the first joke of the movie actually happens, which is Stellan Skarsgård getting his arm removed, which is perhaps like that that would actually make me laugh because the so way that he good. remember in the that Mystery Science Theater three thousand episode of I, I don't remember what it was I think it was the Creeping Terror where they have to like crawl into the monster because it's so poorly made <laughs> he has to like trip fall down go to one knee like the national anthem's flag and stick his arm into where the CGI <laughs> shark is gonna be and uh, that I, I I don't know that one kind of got me I I like that <laughs> I appreciate more than anything. That we keep seeing these underwater CGI sharks that look like absolute dog shit, and realizing that's just what every movie on sci-fi looks like now. That's exactly technology what I was thinking. Technology is a wonderful yeah. thing. Is that the technology has not improved since 1999 it's for some reason? Like this might have been 60 million dollar summer blockbuster is just what Asylum makes now. Yeah, and uh, so You're that's the be thing. It's like so fucking much of it too. This, you fucking idiot. You think so? You think so? Uh, you stupid you dick. So. <laughs> Gronkowski limping to his feet as I just shake and <laughs> rub my hands and look at five-headed shark attack. You stupid asshole. Oh my god. Brooke Hogan's been one of them. Enjoy. Chris Hogan will lead us <laughs> to the promised land. Now again, let's get back to Michael Rappaport because I'm still not done with this fucking guy. Uh, this no, I'm fucking not disgrace, you fuck. <laughs> so you have to cast a guy who's like a scientist and has to be able to do quick mental math and spend four years at Caltech. And you cast Michael Rappaport based on the strength <laughs> of what? A, not his comedy because it doesn't say anything funny in this movie or in real life. And B, not on his looks. C, not on his ability to deliver a line. Or D, his ability to interact with any member of his cast or even the scenery. <laughs> Why is he in this movie? Do you think he has, like, compromising pictures or something of the director? Are you suggesting there's a Michael Rappaport (laughs) P-tape? No, I'm thinking he has a P-tape of Thomas Jane. Lucky dog. Is that why his hair looks like that? It might be. That that looks like a couple golden showers. Maybe a silver shower in there on the sides. Mm. So, anyway, the, uh, the whole engineering facility or something the science uh gets flooded and stuff like that and is it one yeah. shark or multiple sharks that are attacking them it's three sharks Good total question. it's, it's two, exactly two gen right. ones and a gen two is what they say okay there we go yeah but can i just say i fucking miss big dumb movie sets oh yeah you like, know it's me too. so elaborate and stupid and then we get to the sequel which is just an indoor pool with a bunch of monitors on the wall that yep. was the most like cardboard box that we got our old stv in and we drew a spaceship on the side of it and this is what we're going with and it's a shame that when you turn the lights day. off i can't see all the switches and knobs on the side <laughs> but you have to use your imagination someone spends a lot of his shift at work daydreaming about making a studio watching that movie realizing like oh i could do that Okay. I'm pretty sure we could make we could our do. studio look A, better than anything in Deep Blue Sea 2, and B, better than like a good 35% of Deep Blue Sea 1. 
It would be much better lit than Deep Blue Sea 2. But we'll get there. <laughs> yes, we will. Oh, yes, we will. Um, ah, the green shark room. So, as the main room explodes and fills with water, I ha- I, I call it the main room because it just seems like where everyone seems to be coming. Hold on one second. Can we can we back yeah, up to yeah, talk yeah. about how you this explosion happens? Like, because yeah, we're not skipping over this. Yeah, I okay, forgot I actually how forgot it happened. I should have taken a, a note on it. Explain to me. I was. I was the guy next to Josh while watching this, just clapping and yelling because <laughs> yeah. I'd forgotten how it happened. Yeah. How, how does it happen? Okay, so so what's his dick? The old guy gets his arm bitten off, and yeah. so they they call a rescue oh. chopper to, to medevac him out. They have oh, to God. run him across like the the rainy ass deck and put him on that hook. So so they put him on the hook. The helicopter starts flying away. Everyone goes inside, and the like the hook slips, and the guy just like falls into the water while still attached to the hook. So the sharks grab him grab the helicopter by this body and drag the helicopter to the platform and make it crash into the tower and kill that fat lady. (laughs) (laughs) Like, when they were first lifting him, I thought it was going to be a Jurassic World thing where the shark just comes out of the water and gets him. Yeah, it's so much better. But it's so much better than I could have ever imagined. Oh, absolutely, yeah. So, as that explosion happens, and most of our main white characters uh, are in danger of all the water here i have to ask do you think ll cool j is still in the kitchen making fucking ratatouille or whatever (laughs) (laughs) to be fair talking to a bird if these were your co-workers you would spend all of your time in the kitchen too yeah i would never that's a very very good point hey do you want to be locked under the ocean with michael rapaport for like six months (laughs) i fucking drown myself (laughs) So, uh, we have to wonder now how... There are two questions here. One, how are we extracting brain chemical from the sharks? You know, they're already looking kind of big. And the other thing here is just like, huh, these sharks seem very smart. They seem to be planning things. I'm like, what are they going to do here? She literally... the, The female British scientist literally used the big head cheat code on the sharks to allow for more brain capacity so she could get more brain chemical to stop Alzheimer's. It's like the guy who melted his brain with his Bitcoin brain. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, so anyway, this leads to a scene where ETI Cool J has to swim down a hallway away from a shark. How dare you? No, look, I gotta admit, the Chronicles of Nickelhead place him in an oven where he's trapped there against a shark, and he escapes hey, with an axe because the the shark turns on the oven. Okay, is it is it? Are, are we supposed to assume that the shark turned the oven on because something just bounces yes. off that knob? And I was like, this could be a shark, but it's probably funnier shark. It has, if it's just it random has to be the debris. Shark, the shark smart enough to cook an LL Cool J. But isn't it funnier if he just like almost gets burned alive because like some pan just bangs up against the fucking oven? <laughs> well, I mean, if he had died, see, that's the thing is like the, the movie was showing so much of him, and the fact that it was showing him separate from the others meant I knew it was like he's not actually going to get killed. Like, I, I was able to establish that pretty early on, especially when he eventually says the line, Man, brothers never make it out of this situation. And I was like, How often are black people in some sort of situation like this? How often are white people in a situation like this? This doesn't seem uh, like an everyday you know, thing. You guys know what it's like, brothers underwater with these prehistoric monster dinosaurs with smooth brains. <laughs> <laughs> then he blows up the shark, which made me very, very happy. <laughs> can we can we go over exactly how he blew up the shark? Because I think this is very important to talk about. Oh, I really like this scene. Okay, yeah, please so, take so it away. He, he gets his way out of the oven. The shark somehow then gets stuck in the oven behind him. So he, he jumps over top of the shark, swims away, 
turns back around, looks into the camera, says, you killed my bird, pulls a lighter out from underwater, flicks it open, and throws it at the shark, and the shark explodes. And he has to swim away from this explosion somehow. Uh, now, you guys like Batman and Robin almost as much as I do. So when Samuel L. Jackson says, you think water is fast? Think about ice. And now, I have to admit, the first thing I thought about was not Arnold Schwarzenegger saying that exact line, but in his voice. What I first thought about was like, do you mean glaciers? Like some of the slowest moving things I've ever seen in my life. Ice moves fast. Turns out he was actually talking about snow. Because <laughs> it's talking about an avalanche. All I could think of during that scene was, you don't understand, Spider-Man. I was a knob at this chimney. I was that son of a bitch chimney walk boys no older than 16 in their deaths. The My Wife Massacre. Those are for your fakes of the Lit Biscuit. This rhymes fresh. I don't think our band needs another singer. So as he's giving this awful speech about how, uh, you know, nature isn't so dangerous, but man is dangerous, and he killed two of his friends because the avalanche really pissed him off. Then it this ends. This movie has a scene where Samuel L. Jackson talks about eating people in an avalanche. <laughs> then like, in this scene, we, that's just a thing that happens. Yeah. It it fucking ends in a fisheye lens shot, and then he gets eaten by a shark. This is the scene in the movie. This is the one that everyone remembers. I'm pretty sure this is somewhere on the Bravo Top 30 scariest horror movie moments in history. Uh, whereas I laughed like a newborn when it happened. So no matter how many times I see it. I will laugh like it's the first time I saw Same. it. Same. I wish I could go back in time and see this opening weekend in a packed theater. Like, I wouldn't go back in time and, like, stop Hitler or do anything, like, heroic. I would just go back, sit in a crowded-ass theater, and watch the audience as he gets eaten. It's all right, Parker. Jeb Bush is going to take care of baby Hitler for us. <laughs> and he's got his priorities straight. Now, Parker, you said you would see this. Personally, it's my contention that you do not need to see this movie. A blind man could enjoy this movie. Because after Samuel L. Jackson gets eaten, it cuts to Michael Rappaport, who says, just it ate just him. ate him. It just ate him. He says it twice. <laughs> Because I'm a big stupid idiot and I have no idea what happened. I wrote down word for word, go in the water. No way, man, the sharks are in there. <laughs> He's so good. Now, I think the the science in this movie is soft enough that you could spread it on toast, but I think I understand the science behind the uh they have to go into the like that room, right? It, it, that's the debate. It's like do we swim up from the sharks or do we open up this door and uh I guess climb up the ladder? Climb the ladder, kid. Make yourself famous. So uh is it like uh, the gas take canister? My thing? Culture. How dare you? <laughs> we'll just skip by I'm pretty sure the science in there is about as soft as everything else. Uh so what, what, what is worse here? The fact that uh, Michael Rappaport proceeds to tell LL Cool J that he spent four years at Caltech, or LL Cool J using that uh, the Albert Einstein quote about the theory of relativity, where, you know, you put your hand on a hot stove for a minute, it feels like an hour, you spend an hour with a pretty girl, it feels like a minute. <laughs> I can't get over brain genius Michael Rappaport, <laughs> the fucking engineer who's able to create super smart sharks, not understanding the theory Look. of relativity. Look. It's, so it's more that, the science of that is more ridiculous than fucking Arnold Schwarzenegger becoming pregnant. I kind of don't you have an issue episode. with the science in this movie, to be honest. Like it's 
it's I not, mean, there are little it's things that simply the, aren't. It, I like mean, yeah, that. it's stupid, but it's not like at the forefront of the movie. Like, it's just kind of like I don't have an issue with the science. It's the scientist played by Michael Rappaport. In, in a world where you have an illegal shark research facility in the middle of the ocean, <laughs> are you gonna find a better scientist than this fucking guy? Like, honestly, <laughs> to, to fucking Sea Lab twenty twenty one base. On. So I was thinking, it was like, you know how I usually have a joke at the open? I was going to use, like, maybe the Street Sharks theme song or something else. But uh, instead, I think what I'm going to do is I'm going to take that quote from the beginning of the movie where Thomas Jane says, they don't much like the taste of us. <laughs> because I realized that as we get to the third act, I was just like, wait a minute, he was completely wrong. <laughs> Thomas Jane, you fucking fool. So his, Who could have guessed with his So his stint hair? in prison that they bring up uh, does oh, that yeah. ever come back? Uh, Leavenworth, I, I guess, forgot. treated him well. I forgot all about that. Oh my god! It's I, such I an unnecessary admit. bit of characterization. Like, oh no, you can't leave because you're a prisoner and you can't find another job. Like, oh, I guess some slave labor <laughs> here. Okay. Well, they did basically the same thing in another really great movie, Maximum Overdrive. You see, Emilio Estevez, comma. Oh my god! <laughs> you can either flip burgers. Where you can wrangle these sharks in our illegal shark base. Oh, now imagine this movie, but with Emilio Estevez. Same, but the movie being called Outlaw Sharks. Oh, you, have you guys seen that thing on Twitter where uh, they're like, uh, take any movie and replace all the cast except for one person with the Muppets. So you have to think that we do that in this movie, except that the person you retain is Michael Rappaport. 100%. Right? Yeah, there's yeah. nobody else it could be. I liked that meme until someone mentioned The Accused, and now I'm done with it forever because it upset me greatly. <laughs> and fucking Crank T. Nelson saying that he'd do it with... Uh, face slash off with uh, except he would retain Nicolas Cage so Nicolas Cage has to steal him up its face Nicolas <laughs> <laughs> Cage doing Grover's voice for two and a half hours I'm just imagining Sam the Eagle in this uh, fucking uh, movie he's the one who replaces Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> is Sam the Eagle the, bird, the, huh? the blue stern guy <laughs> I don't remember so like the count is clearly the bird right? does it. <laughs> of course <laughs> you fuckhead ah 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 actually just Michael Rappaport laughing alongside the count <laughs> would cause my fucking brain to melt on itself <laughs> he'd find me with a nosebleed and my eyes roll back in my head it's not easy being a chef. <laughs> man, what's good, y'all? <laughs> oh, man. If they had got Charles Woodson instead of LL Cool J, this movie is almost as good as it is. <laughs> you know, I, don't, I don't know about you know, fucking sharks over here. I, I'm trying to make some Hot Pockets. Come on. Man, it's like a shark's fan. <laughs> also, I'm gay. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of uh, shark research. I don't think researching sharks is a real good idea, though. <laughs> I just love shark brain paraphernalia. <laughs> so the electrocuting the shark scene was pretty cool. I don't know why she had to undress for it, but uh, I'm hey, more all in favor of more cleavage here. Look, it reminded me of that episode of Pokemon where he electrocuted Misty's Pokemon and probably barbecued them all. Really? Because it, it actually reminded me of the episode where Pikachu electrocutes the Onyx by turning on the sprinklers. <laughs> oh yeah, that was a fucking the dumbest thing I've ever seen. Infuriating thing I've ever seen in my life. You can't do that in the game. Whatever. Eight-year-old so. me was furious when I saw that episode. 
<laughs> so again, it's not about the science necessarily, but sometimes the improbability of it all. When they have to swim upwards, you know, get topside. I do not think they could make that swim. I think that's <laughs> fucking absurd. They're already like 60 feet underwater. The pressure is going to be incredible. And then they have to survive that entire way up there. Nah, son. Like, imagine holding your breath through that entire scene. You can't do it. And they have to swim. They have to exert physical energy. No, no. I just, I like to believe that, to this, that this entire facility was actually just like 15 feet underwater since we never saw an elevator. <laughs> like, <laughs> if you fucking flew over, you'd be like, the fuck is that thing? <laughs> is, that a, is that a giant sea lab base? Pull, pull over. Is that a little cool thing? <laughs> Enhance. I think I see a parrot. <laughs> no, speaking, speaking of LL Cool J, so they get to the top, and uh, a fucking shark attacks Uncle L. You're seriously going to kill him after all he's been through? And then it's like, oh, even though like half his body got eaten off, and like the blood is everywhere, it's apparently he's cool. LL Cool. <laughs> I cannot Jack. believe he has no business surviving this movie. I, I, exactly, but first of all, that's racist. So take that back. Correct. And second of all, uh, I'm glad he does because he was more of a hero than Thomas Jane's hair. And I haven't seen <laughs> such a violent use of uh, crucifix since The Exorcist. So, that's <laughs> just like I've, the last two times I've watched this movie, I've looked down at some point, and then near the end, I was like, "Wait, where'd the woman go? Isn't she like the main character?" <laughs> I always forget that the person he assumes is going to live till the very end. She gets unceremoniously eaten so LL Cool J can save the day. She has no. She has to get killed because the director said this because it's punishment for her using the big head cheat code on the sharks. This is what happens when you tamper in God's domain. I hate gamers who cheat at games. Oh my God, she created a game shark. I know. Oh, Jesus. Geez. Oh, it was really cool when that shark showed up to the Eagles draft. He, that dude's head is bigger than the street shark heads. So I'm just gonna say that right now. So, you guys have Fucking to level game me. shark. You. you have to. You have to help me out with this. Why did the facility get flooded? Is it what they said? Did the sharks plan this? Because that's what I they choose say. to believe that 100. percent They said that the shark is it, it got too smart. It's now one of the smartest creatures on earth. This giant fucking mako shark that's like ten times as big as any other mako shark that's ever existed, and twice as big as any great white that's ever existed. It deliberately somehow flooded the facility so it could get out to the pause deep blue sea. Look, don't don't say somehow. We know exactly how this facility got flooded. And it was that old dude getting rammed through the glass by the shark. <laughs> they heave-hoed this one-armed man Who <laughs> was very clearly still alive despite being shark food and underwater for like five minutes at that point. It's just... I like that you see his face. He's like, oh, jeez. As he gets thrown into the glass. <laughs> It's a real humming, 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 humming. <laughs> so, anyway, Thomas Jane is swimming along with the shark. He's trying to kill it, and uh, fucking LL Cool J has to shoot a harpoon at it. He's taking his time, taking his time, taking his time, picking his shot. Bam! Right in his thigh. <laughs> um, that's that's fucking comedy. And uh, then it leads to, I'd say, and uh, Alex, you saw more recently than I have. I'd say the best shark kill since Jaws. He fucking nukes that shark. <laughs> <laughs> he fucking kill streaks that shark. To hell. It's incredible. Just for the, so, for the record, that Jaws shark kill is fucking incredible. And has, oh, yeah. And has absolutely no right to be, because it's just a dude shooting an oxygen tank in the shark's mouth. 
but like yeah this, I mean, this is a lot beforehand sure. the, i mean the the effects for that era 75 i mean yeah, that's 72 75 it's not that late yeah i'll call it 73 okay oh i'm sorry do you do you want to bet on this absolutely gamer okay <laughs> i'm so happy Jinkies. Oh, sorry, my internet cut out. Did somebody say something? Oh, that's weird. <laughs> huh. That's that's <laughs> odd. <laughs> what a shame. You can't get to Wikipedia? See, because I don't know how a movie that came out in 1972 could be based on a novel that came out in 1974. Well, maybe it was one of those after-the-fact novelizations like the Snakes on a Plane book that's sitting on my desk uh-huh. right now. <laughs> Your brand is so powerful. <laughs> The fact that I own the novelization of Snakes on a Plane really says a lot about myself. That really does. I, I really hope whenever your girlfriend walks into your room and she's like, could you just like get rid of the entire bookcase? <laughs> it's pretty I love that every story you tell me about the times you've almost been dumped are very on brand. <laughs> That's right. I told Parker last night about the time I took my, my now ex-girlfriend to the National History Museum and almost got dumped because I couldn't stop laughing at Homo erectus. all right so alex you lost this bet again so i'm going to uh here you're going to get another movie you're not going to get the same one that uh (laughs) i really just i I, I was trying to give you some reason to assign me some movies to watch oh there you uh uh-huh yeah sure (laughs) fucking 1972 my ass anyway uh so before we get to our final thoughts here, the movie ends with deepest, bluest, my head is like a shark's fin. <laughs> deepest, bluest, my head is like a shark's fin. So now let's be honest here. Good. That song's a fucking banger. Uh, and part two here is why the fuck can't I buy it on iTunes without buying the entire album? You bought the entire album, didn't no, you? No, I downloaded it off YouTube. But uh, still, I mean, that that's such a good song and it is perhaps the most ridiculous lyric i've ever heard in my life but uh yeah that is that's one of those credits where you do not leave before that song's over you listen to that entire damn thing i really miss movies having shitty shitty theme songs attached to them why don't we do that anymore like we have so we have so many more bad musicians that'd be willing to do this like i don't understand parker you want more of imagine dragons at the end of transformer 6 I'm gonna fucking freak out. <laughs> Three in a row ending with Lincoln Park. <laughs> Look, I'm just saying I wish MTV was still a thing. Me too. So fucking Will Smith would have to go on to TRL and sing a song about orc cops. Okay? That's all I'm fucking asking. <laughs> okay, so our final thoughts here on Deep Blue Sea. I think we can safely call this one of the modern American classics, right? This Correct. This is probably the second best shark movie I've ever seen. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, that's going to change when you see the Meg. But, uh, you're goddamn right it is. Uh, I am very, very ready for that movie. Uh, Parker, any final thoughts here? I just wish that a couple years down the line we could revisit the themes of Deep Blue Sea and maybe give it another look. Maybe take it a different direction. We talk very often about 90s movies and how they all seem to live in their own little world, a world that is very distinct from late 80s movies and early 2000s movies. There's a clear line here. This is one of the final 90s movies, and I'd like to almost consider it a swan song to 90s movies. A swan song that got eaten by a shark song. Uh, my hat is like a shark, yeah. Deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark, uh, Deepest, bluest, my hat is like a shark, 
Ready to talk about Deep Blue Sea too? 
I am so. I, I honestly did not think you were. I didn't watch either. It, and you were just gonna have to sit here for thirty <laughs> we were just minutes. We talked about it. You, as if you guys don't even know me, do you? It's like, oh come on. We, we underestimated his autism. You're absolutely right. Come on now. So the movie starts off with shark fin wrestlers. Deepest, bluest. These guys collect shark fins. <laughs> They, I, what did they reach into the water? They grab the shark and they saw off their saw fucking shark fins with a steak knife. Can we talk about how their boat is just like a raft with like a little <laughs> building on it? Can we talk about how they both have different accents but are probably portrayed as brothers? Dude, the one guy's accent, just the one guy's accent just breaks halfway through. He's like a Russian accent, and then all of a sudden he's just British for two scenes, and then he's Russian again. Like, and, his, and his friend is whatever kind of Eastern European they're doing. Again, I'm pretty sure they're supposed to be portraying them as uh, as brothers in some capacity, but whatever they're doing, this is not very brotherly. <laughs> what, you've never gone out with your brother on a boat and just taken a selfie with some shark fins? <laughs> <laughs> Come on, bro, we're getting a lot of fins today. <laughs> so I have to ask, have either one of you seen Jaws 3D? I have not. Well, that's going to change it. Yeah. It's a worry. Yes. It is very much one of the worst movies ever made. And probably, I, th- I think it, it has to be the worst 3D movie ever made. That has coral rustlers. They're, they're illegally stealing coral. <laughs> which, if I was a marine biologist uh, or someone who worked at the Baltimore Aquarium, which, by the way, uh, Alex Date Night going out there. Oh, God, yes. uh, we, uh, you know, maybe I would care more about that. But shark fin rustlers, I think that's even worse here. And they're just, again, I'm pretty sure they just took a steak knife into the water and just saw off the top of their <laughs> fins and they don't get their hands bitten off. Like, what the hell? So this Look, movie has even been going on for two minutes yet i already have like a lot of things wrong here that i was i'm very much in the same boat that alex was where i i don't think i've ever sat down and watched jaws start to finish all four of them are now on amazon prime just throwing that out there if you need any ideas for next week jaws 3 and jaws 4 are two of the worst movies i've ever seen in my life and they are must watches if you just want to stay in this good place we're in right now just yeah you know just putting it out there so anyway they got eaten by uh they get eaten by a shark and these are special no no no, yeah, these yeah, are no, no, no. we're not going to you're going to skip over it i was going to i was going to freak out go ahead <laughs> sorry continue i was going to say the remote control were... sharks <laughs> remote control sharks swimming in a flying v formation <laughs> I, like I, mighty I was going to say this is actually the phalanx <laughs> from 300 <laughs> Quack, 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 quack. <laughs> Wait, Alex, oh Alex, you have to understand, when the shark gets behind one of the other sharks, this is essentially the blind blitz that Twister thought up. <laughs> <laughs> no, I, I, I thought for a second, like, you were gonna, you were gonna reference that fucking Reddit topic about the, the fucking incel Chad drafting. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just drafting them, oh Chad Shark. Okay. Oh, don't worry about him, man. He's drafted. You know, in Mario Kart DS, you can... <laughs> that's all I can think about. I just assume that you get, like, this little blue air in front of you when you trap behind me. I love snaking behind the Chad Wario. <laughs> Chad Wario. <laughs> Fucking mustache. Okay. Uh... Shark just gets smashed okay, so... by a blue shell. <laughs> 
Oh, that's the ending of this movie, isn't it? It's a fucking blue shell flies in. All right, so it There's cuts. five sharks swimming in a flying V and a guy controlling them with what looks exactly like the clicker I used to get into my apartment complex. <laughs> so already this movie's at a strong two and a I'm half. I'm pretty stars. sure that's a clicker if you go to like PetSmart and like you do like that training session for puppies or whatever. That's the one that they use. It's like a cue. It's definitely the so one that Chris Pratt used to train college. the raptors in Jurassic World. Just yeah, like, yeah, it's, yeah, it's basically that's that. That's what it's going to say. Whoever wrote this definitely watched Jurassic World and went, huh, I can do that. You probably watch like YouTube highlights of Deep Blue Sea. So we cut to our female scientist and uh, cleavage displayer for the movie, whose can I, name I cannot possibly recall. Can I talk for and, like two seconds about the unbelievably bad like intro, like title screen of this movie? And how, yeah, they were trying to ape bonds like really, really hard, and it just. Oh, and it, it, I, I and wrote down music. and then deleted when the sky falls. Yeah, that's that's all I can do. <laughs> except the song was just like, what was that? Can, can we play that? I, I don't. I don't know. Like, there was a. There, there was a song. Ooh, it was a song. A yeah, it was. It was. It was a music. A but I don't know. What I call it a song. A song has lyrics. This there, is just a musical. Oh, piece. There were lyrics. There were lyrics. There oh, were I was lyrics. not listening. I wish at all. I had written them they down because they are incredible. I, I thought the lyrics were just like oh oh oh. So, no, was, there's a lot oh, about no. the deep blue sea in there, but I, oh right, that's yeah that. Boy, that was a waste of time. Anyway, I uh, hope no one here about the Blu-ray. So, uh, it, we cut to our <laughs> female scientist, about. again, cleavage displayer for the movie, and she's talking about, she's giving a lecture about how sharks are noble, gentle creatures, and we don't understand them, and they've been around for much longer than we have, and whenever a shark attacks a human, it's a misunderstanding, and sharks are actually the good guys, and I start to realize, is she part shark? Like, no one else <laughs> would stick up for a shark like this unless she's part shark. Like shark propaganda. I, yeah. I, so anyway, I would just I'm like to say. I would now. like to say for this scene before you go into that, she says mm -hmm. during the course of her speech that we kill a hundred million sharks a year, and like I laughed at it and wrote it down and then Googled it and apparently we kill a hundred million sharks a year. So oh, good for you, yeah, movie. Like way to use Google. Yeah. Uh, huh. Alexa, how many sharks do we kill? All right. Good. Add the next scene. Oh. Uh, do, do we feel bad about killing that many sharks? No. Yeah, sharks. Sharks are godless killing machines. So this, Correct. so this half shark lady uh, is confronted <laughs> by. Actually, this is kind of like that scene from Jurassic Park Three, where the guy is like, "I'm not going back to the island. I'm not going back to the island." Someone says, "Where she falls What if we gave you a lot of money?" The shark goes. <laughs> <laughs> so she's confronted by a businessman with a lot of money, and uh, that's enough to because that's all it takes, I guess, is to just lure her out onto the water and be like, "Hey." come look at sharks with us and so she meets uh two other she meets a neuroscientist and a neurophysiologist uh it's a neurobiologist and neurophysiologist and she says <clears throat> so a marine biologist a neuroscientist and a neurophysiologist walk into a bar what's the punchline and i pause the movie and i tried to think of a punchline and you know what i realized i was putting far more time and effort into this than the people who wrote this did I, my favorite part about the scene where she gets recruited by by Black Elon Musk's shark recruiter is uh, the <laughs> fact you. that he clearly like brought his wardrobe from home because like he, he's like he's like wearing a very yellow tie and like an ill-fitting like off-the-rack Brooks Brothers suit with like a yellow trench coat that's too small over the top. It's like man, they they spent nothing on wardrobe in this movie. Huh? He's wearing an incredible. Dennis Reynolds sweater for like a third yeah. of this movie. It's so fucking good. And so the name of the black guy is Durant. 
<laughs> oh no! Are you on me? My next chapter is it's just a shark. <laughs> <laughs> now I'll get to that in a second. All I can think about is I guess I have to play that Lil B song where his fuck Kevin Durant. <laughs> The base god cursed the underwater shark station. <laughs> See, that's the thing. In the first movie, the female British scientist uh, who used the big head cheat code, she realized what she got into the movie, at least halfway through, it's like, you know what? I, I probably fucked up. I probably should have done it. This guy will stick it out to the end. Well, so... of course of course he will, because he was drinking shark PEDs the entire movie. <laughs> we'll, we'll, we'll get to that in a second, because I have a lot to say about oh, that. I have so <laughs> many things to say. I have a big one there. Uh, I... Oof. So anyway, I wrote more about this movie than the first one. So, so the first one's a masterpiece. I, I have so the half, three times so the half shark lady, the half shark lady is really uh, <laughs> upset that they're on the water and that there are bull sharks. The most dangerous shark, the bull shark. <laughs> she says bull sharks the most dangerous shark. Not even five minutes later. Hey, wait a second. Those are bull sharks. <laughs> yeah, it was, those are bull sharks. Don't you know about? bull sharks it's very much like the velociraptor of the jurassic park movies and uh (laughs) anyway he's like no no the waters are safe let me show you how safe the waters are i'm going to toss in my computer guy who i really cannot afford to lose and uh then i'm going to call the sharks out of the sharks come and they're about to eat him it's like no no they're safe and i can prove it because this one clicker will uh send them away First of all, that does not mean they're safe. What if someone were to fall in there and they don't have the clicker, or someone with the clicker is not around? And second of all, fucking, they're clearly too smart for the clicker. Like, they're playing with the shoe. <laughs> sharks hate him. Learn how to control your bull sharks with one simple click. When they say bull shark, it just really makes it sound like it's an alpha chad shark or whatever. <laughs> this bull shark is under control, and basically, you're fucking stupid. <laughs> They, they learned how to fly in the in the flying V formation because that one Alpha Chad jaw goes into the water and trains them like Chris Pratt did in Jurassic World. <laughs> Just put his hey, cut the shit. <laughs> click 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 click. So instead of instead of being called blue, the the beta shark is deep blue. Jesus. Shout out to the W deep blue sea. Got a lot of fine ass <laughs> sharks. I want to fuck in the mouth. <laughs> <laughs> ladies love cool jack so <laughs> uh, now i have to talk about the evil black billionaire uh first name deep blue. now he's named <laughs> shut up <laughs> the evil more effort than any of this movie i told you uh, the evil black billionaire is taking the shark P.E.D. to fight Alzheimer's. It turns out it's not to fight Alzheimer's, it's to make himself smarter. And then I realized it. The lady isn't the half-shark person. He's the one who's going to turn into a half-shark. And then I took a step back and I realized that, wait a second, I might be on something here. Where Remember in Jurassic World 2 where I thought that little kid was going to turn into a half-pterodactyl? <laughs> and I keep thinking everyone in this movie is going to turn into half a shark. Maybe uh, we're watching the wrong movies. Maybe we need to find the movies maybe, where that does happen. <laughs> maybe I have unrealistic expectations. Anyway, the Meg is going to be electric when Jason Statham turns into half a gigantic megalodon. 
<laughs> I can crank too. <laughs> he, he takes the shark PEDs and a bunch of chemical symbols start flashing across the screen like for the, 30 the, seconds. The it's meme the, of the woman looking around with the math formulas. <laughs> it's. I just thought it was going to be the... I, I just, whenever I saw all those formulas and stuff, the graphics and the special effects look just like the beginning of Fight Club. <laughs> I just imagine he's going to come out of his days and he's going to be pointing his own gun in his mouth. <laughs> So, Brain Genie's Tony Shark name drops New Tropics like four times, and I laughed harder and harder every time when I read it. See, the way He's that... literally just fucking Shark Cernovich making brain serum for The fucking Filipino guy saying, yes, a New Tropics can't do this. I was like, I'm pretty sure I've read that advertisement right next to like a blockchain thing. Yeah. This dude made Gorilla Mindset for bull sharks. Can you imagine? Mega Shark versus Cuckasaurus. Mike Cernovich. I was going to say, like, they had fucking Michael Rappaport in the first one. Why not cast Mike Cernovich as your computer guy in this one? He already lives by a pool. Jesus. Who's got a nicer pool, Cernovich or Ishmael? Periscoping down there with a bunch of fucking sharks. Proud Oh, my computer guy just got eaten. Keep those hearts coming, fam. I'm sorry. Okay, so okay, I so guess we're, we get we're, to just, the most important we're still scene. going to do the super smart shark thing, right? Where he's telling his master plan that when he's done, he's going to kill all these sharks. <laughs> and, and the fucking shark puts his eyes up against the porthole. <laughs> I'm pretty sure this movie has a scene that features a shark eavesdropping on a conversation. <laughs> it's the funniest thing I've ever seen in my life. It's so good. There's like like multiple close up of the shark looking through the window like oh wait a second it's very much like Hal nine thousand in the two thousand one Space Odyssey so very much this movie is Cooper conspired it's essentially the scene from Shanghai Noon last week oh no did you really call me shark born <laughs> oh, oh, oh shit anyway so the next scene is the shark fin cutting rope. <laughs> this is a real movie that people made with money it's um, so fucking good so anyway the South African guy uh, we gotta talk about that entire thing so he's like no I'm a South African I'm South African I live for crazy shit like this which sounds like a fucking Ace Ventura line anyway he <laughs> almost gets killed almost gets killed almost gets killed almost gets killed and if you weren't listening he almost gets killed they take him out of the water and like oh our South African guy is safe thank goodness he leads back over and he shouts into the water uh, <laughs> ah, blah 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 you can't kill me and the shark jumps up and <laughs> bites his head off <laughs> <laughs> I'm truly, truly sad that I shot my joke on the, the fucking Lockjaw episode of Hey Arnold in that last episode because, like, this is literally the dude taunting the sharks and then falling in in the aquarium. I was... That and that actually might have to be the uh, the cold open. Oh, you tossed your cookies! <laughs> oh, you tossed your cookie! <laughs> oh! <laughs> his head comes clean off and his dumb body just flops in the water. Oh, yeah. Oh, my God. Rest in peace, Josh. Oh, jeez. Do you think that, you know, do you think they should have had, like, that, uh, that mute woman helping out as a janitor and she would have been able to save them? And then she fucks the sharks, right? <laughs> yeah. That's how you get the shark babies. <laughs> oh, my God. 
do when they revealed Shark Babies. <laughs> I could not have been happier to be watching like, a movie. I, you guys know the Baby Shark song, right? I'm, I'm sure I'm about you, to find out. You don't. Oh, it's a children's song. So I got a friend in South Korea. Haven't you heard? And you don't uh, say. Bingo. It's like bingo. I got it's it. Like it's a, fine. <laughs> it's like a, a. She works for Pink Fung, the company that made one of the most viral YouTube videos I've ever seen. It's got like, like a couple hundred million views. It's like a children's song about a baby shark. It's like the most simple English you could possibly imagine, and it's kind of an entertaining video. And uh, that is going to be our ending theme. That's not debatable. I have to use the baby shark scene because. Whenever I saw the fucking baby sharks in the water, and you very rarely see them, you mostly just hear them. Uh, all I could think was baby shark, do 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 do, baby shark, do 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 do, and it's like, and then they're just tearing people up. And again, you can't see it. And I know it's kind of like that sort of, uh, sort of like Halloween, where it's like what you don't see is scarier than what you do see. But come on, the fucking baby Disagree. sharks that are as powerful as a piranha. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, which I'm pretty sure is an exact line from yeah, the movie. Yeah, they used that line because I remember when it ha- like when they revealed that like the baby sharks were inside the place. I was like, oh, that's a cool idea. That's like a good way to get sharks inside of this like thing because like very low standards for a movie like this. I'm like, all right, yeah, sure. I'm yeah, I mean, come on. And man. then I thought about it. I was like, wait, aren't, aren't these just like piranhas? And then I thought again, and I was like, <laughs> wait, piranhas are just like really, really uncool. So this is just better by default. Like. Like, nobody's ever been excited to see a movie about piranhas, but if you tell somebody, just, like, out of the blue, like, hey, we're gonna go see a movie where baby sharks eat people, like, yeah, alright. I mean, we watched Ghost Shark at four in the morning, <laughs> That did so happen. the evidence speaks for itself. I plan on watching Ghost Shark 2 in the near future. What are you doing immediately after we record? <laughs> so sorry, buddy, I gotta sleep at some point. <laughs> Trailer Shark isn't going to download itself. <laughs> trailer Shark. <laughs> what about the house shark? Movies are cool. Are they? Let me yeah. see if I can find a house shark download. <laughs> oh, we're going to find that Shark in the Hood movie somehow. I don't, I don't oh, know where gonna it's going to go. I'm going to send you so many fucking shark movies this season. <laughs> Jesus. Okay. We were going down the fucking asylum page and I did control F shark and there were 14 <laughs> results. It's so cool. Okay. Uh, House shark. So... Twenty seaters, huh? All right. <laughs> oh, Jesus. God, yeah, you're gonna go in. You're gonna have like the high score for who amongst us has seen the most shark movies. I thought I've seen. I thought I've seen uh, more than you guys because I've seen chart. I've seen Jaws one, three, and four. I haven't seen two yet. The tagline is: uh... "You're gonna need a bigger house." Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Okay. <laughs> We're going to have to pivot our format because <laughs> this, right, so this is the This is just going to be the screen- all shark podcast. Hold on, there's four screenshots of this movie, and the fourth one is a dude wearing a shark onesie and a pink apron and a sheriff's badge. What the fuck is this movie? <laughs> I'm going oh to send you this. Oh my god. What the fuck is this? How the. Uh, <laughs> oh my god, that's a movie called Sky Sharks, and the sharks look like planes. <laughs> I've also seen Mega Shark vs. Giant. I, I Octopus, have seen which, the uh, first two of those. I, I know that, we watched Giant so many times. And Crocosaurus. And I don't know how many other ones I've seen. Same one okay, that there's Tony Todd, and then there's also Shang Tsung from Mortal Kombat. <laughs> guess I'm downloading this too. Still getting work, I guess. Oh no. Alright, um, so the movie continues, I guess. Uh, I didn't take a tremendous amount of notes for this one. Um, 
because much of it is just the same. They're running away from the baby sharks. The baby shark is really the aggressor of this movie. It's far more dangerous than the other shark. And, uh, yeah, it's a whole lot of getting eaten by the baby sharks and that one black guy just refusing to give up his precious uh, brain pills. What, 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 they, what do they call those? <laughs> what do they call them? Nootropics. But what are the ones that are sold on the uh, on Infowars? What are those called again? God, I should know this. I'm actually disappointed yeah. that I don't know. What are those things called? My head wants to say Alpha Brain, but I know that's Joe Rogan. Close enough. I don't know. What well, call it? Like I'm Neutrino System or something. Yeah, whatever. So he's trying to sell some shark hemp oil? Yeah, he's trying to show <laughs> something like that. <laughs> Fucking whatever. Anyway, uh, I guess I'll just skip to the end here. They're uh, trying to make it out of the facility. That one guy just won't give up. The the little Filipino guy gets half his body eaten oh, up, but still, yeah. climb the ladder, kid! Make yourself famous! And he's just <laughs> still climbing for whatever reason. I have no idea. So, it's his gut smell out of himself like fucking old yeller. Alright, so I, I'm hoping that one of you can provide context to this, because I remember hearing I'll the try. line, but don't remember when it happened. But at some point, somebody says the words piece of chess on a chessboard? Yes, I... he's absolutely And that is that. all I wrote down as a line. I'm like, this, I'm going to remember the context, right? He's talk, I have no idea. They're talking about them being like tools. Like, we're, not, we're people. We're not pieces of chess on a chessboard. <laughs> and no one called cut. <laughs> they just kept going I, with the movie. Would it have been better or worse if he had said, we're not chessmen on a chessboard? <laughs> <laughs> but thankfully, this movie isn't sexist, Chris, so we don't have to worry about that. That's a good point, Yeah. <laughs> Just people. I, wait, you say this movie isn't sexist? That woman's cleavage was on display for a, g- a good two acts of this movie. Yeah, but but like, the bad shark and the hero she... are girls. Too. This is a female empowerment movie. They call it a bodysuit, but it's like really, it's part of a bodysuit. They're just like, no, we're not going to let you zip that all the way up, lady. We that have to girl, sell this DVD she, somehow. She walks into the locker room or the change room, whatever. Unzips, takes off the wetsuit, stands there for five seconds. And then it cuts to the next scene that she's not in. It's incredible. <laughs> like, normally they just have some half-assed attempt, like, oh, sorry I run into you here. These sharks are fucked up, huh? But no, they just cut to completely different characters on the other side of the station. How sad is that? Really? How Thanks sad for is that? your clothed cleavage and your directed DVD shark movie <laughs> ten years later, I guess. Was it worth the six years at Juilliard and those Quaker Oats commercials? <laughs> oh, <geez>. <laughs> <laughs> She is trying so hard. This she is not trying is harder. Really, she's not trying harder than the the fucking white guy who's like the shark wrangler though, who was doing like the hardest Leo DiCaprio impression I have ever seen somebody do in a shitty <laughs> movie. Like, oh I, my I god! I disagree. I think it's a Jason Moana in performance. I'm pretty sure he's just really leaning into Aquaman and seeing, hey, could I possibly get people to confuse me with him, but with shorter hair? <laughs> I don't think it's working. <laughs> I noticed. I noticed, guy. Leo can act. It's. I'm. I'm completely serious. I think he's just doing the Jason Momoa. The only thing is, he's not going. Yeah, while riding a motorcycle. That's his biggest fault. (laughs) Fuck that movie. Oh god. That's. I mean, it's not on HBO Go, so you probably shouldn't make me watch it. What Justice League? No, I've got far worse things in your future. Um, Great. So it's all right. We'll just palate cleanse with House Shark, dude. It's fine. (laughs) <laughs> or a kid and play in it 
I guess we're just not going to touch that. Yeah, okay, I was so. like, you guys can have that. That's fine. Yeah, I, was, I wasn't, I wasn't going to bail myself I out of it. Like, I yeah, it. Like, you haven't earned that. So uh, they eventually make. When I say they, I mean like half of them make it to the very top of the uh, of the facility. Also, okay, there's like one scene that got me. So it's like the woman is trying to get through the door because they lock her in, right? And she uses like the little like fire thing, whatever. I don't even know, like a blowtorch or whatever to like get through it. She cuts like a small hole so they can like open the door or something like that. And uh, then two other people come and they're like, oh, my wife didn't make it. I have to live for her. And they're like, okay, we'll open the door. She says, wait, stop. I hear the baby sharks. Okay, now go. Now get through the door. And she closes it and I'm like, wait, what are you doing? You should go through the door. Oh, there's a little opening. She has to kill the baby sharks. And then she beefs that one, too. Wouldn't it make more <laughs> sense to get through the other side of the door, and then, since you know they'd have to come through that opening, just hold up your little fucking whatever fire electric thing that doesn't work anyway to the one place that they can come through. They're all gonna bottleneck in there anyway. Why not just do it there? Nah. Look, we gotta hit ninety minutes somehow. This oh, movie was really every second is precious. <laughs> Which is a shame. All right, so we'll have three rooms. One has a green light bulb. <laughs> one has a blue one, and one has a red one. Let's split them up and let's kill twenty-five minutes. I am ninety percent sure that again, Parker and I could make a much better looking set than this. It's like it's I, incredible. I go back. You look at the original, like. I'm a huge fan of Mystery Science Theater 3000, of course, and, like, looking back on, like, the, how they made the series and how they constructed those sets, how come their set, their one small 16-foot set that they had for season one, looks better than the set that they have for this movie in 2018? Because there was passion involved in that. Not a movie where a man is making sharks smarter so he can unlock potential in the human brain to fight AI in the future. Oh, that's... When they fucking dropped that line, <laughs> I put my hands on my face like Kevin in Home Alone. I couldn't comprehend what was happening. All I can think about was like, like he, he keeps talking about how the robots are going to take over, so we need to use sharks to make ourselves smarter and then we will live as gods <laughs> and, he, and then fucking the guy has the unmitigated audacity the Leo versus Jason Moana clone has the unmitigated audacity to say oh you you think the machines are going to guess I think man's more dangerous and I was just like you know what like, this movie has not earned the ability to call that deep or blue <laughs> it's fucking apocalypse now he's just alone in the jungle taking shark PETs fucking losing his mind all i can think about is you know i they say i said blue so far in this podcast a little too much i'm thinking about the time that uh that alex had to record that song for his college class oh, and he made a green dabba dee dabba da do you don't still have that do you <laughs> there's no way i still have that but it might be on youtube somewhere i a thousand percent listened to the entire thing <laughs> twice. i had to do a project on Kawain and the green knight <laughs> Just, just and your final project was just I'm green, and I am so green. <laughs> I changed none of the words except for blue to green. <laughs> you know, there's a, I'm pretty sure there's a scene in Deep Blue Sea too where they start talking about how sharks don't have like the correct neuroreceptors for pain, so they don't really feel pain. And I think the science behind that might check out, but that doesn't make them brain geniuses. That makes them really fucking stupid. Our nervous system exists for a reason. If I if I burn my hand on the stove, the the, the fact that I can feel that pain is important. It lets me know, hey, don't do that, that anymore. Feels like hey, an hour, your body it? is in danger. 
Yeah, exactly. So it's not good. It feels like an animal. Yeah, well, okay. Anyway, the final shark gets actually nuked at the end of the movie. Is there anything else from the end of the movie, or have yeah, we just already burned that? Yeah, no, you, you already the part where the from... shark eats the drone out of the air. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and he eats the fucking Obama Elon Musk brain tear, genius right? in a real That's Not Snowflake scene. <laughs> just whipping him around like an <laughs> asshole. <laughs> <laughs> The movie ends with them standing back to back holding flare guns. It's oh, so Oh yeah, unearthed. I kept thinking, it was like, wait a second, who shot that flare gun? If it's that fucking computer guy? No, he just stayed under the water the whole time with like the breathing thing from fucking uh, Star Wars Episode 1. Oh, <laughs> he took a bongo back up to their uh, oh, boat. Man, this movie would be a lot better with guns <laughs> in it. Right? Can you imagine fucking Brian Blessed voicing one of the sharks? <laughs> Boss NASA's shark layer. Jabber draw impression, dude. <laughs> oh my god, I'm, I don't know. I might have to put that at the beginning. There's like a million things I want to put at the beginning. Uh, <laughs> just looking at the waveform for when I did that awful noise. It's like, oh, can't wait to get back to that one. <laughs> that's gonna jolt you out of whatever game you're playing. Exactly. Promise you. Okay, let's see. If I hit this guy, will it like. <laughs> Uh, it has effects that remain unchanged from the original, um, and it is very clearly a weaker movie, but only because they don't use Deepest Bluest. As soon as I saw a headline that said Deep Blue Sea 2, I knew it was my destiny that at some point I was going to have to see it. The fact that this podcast exists just means I can share it with my good friends. That's a good point. Uh, Alex, any final closing benedictions on Deep Blue Sea 2? I'm shocked too? that this movie came out like three months ago and I just now saw it, to be honest. Yeah, like how, how did yeah. how did we I feel like I let myself down? It's still not the worst movie I've seen in 2018. That still goes to Ready Player it's, One. It's still in the upper half of movies you guys have maybe watched for this podcast. So, <laughs> <laughs> I would watch this before Ready Player One without a moment's hesitation. Okay, now uh, let's yeah, but what if some, what if somebody in the in the Oasis was just a giant shark that was going around eating people? Would that make that movie better? <laughs> so let's let's get into no. um, some house cleaning here. Parker and I, it. like I would ever forget, you little piece so of shit. Uh, let's uh, talk about our bets here. Now we bet on the movie Skyscraper, and uh, it was my turn to set the line. I I honestly I thought I had a conservative estimate. I put fifty million dollars, and uh, Parker, you had to take the under. How much money did it make? Well, I'm not good with numbers, but it was significantly less than 50. Yeah. Uh, now, here's the thing. You already picked out a movie for me to watch. What was that I movie? Was, Tell me that movie. I was so excited to make you watch Truth oh, or Dare God. this week. I can't even fucking now, stand it. I'm so mad. Truth or Dare? Wow, that that sounds pretty bad. You know, I've read the Wikipedia plot summary. It sounds unwatchable. And then I went to IMDb. That's like 3.7 out of 10. Not very good. Then I went to Rotten Tomatoes of 14%. Parker, you, you shouldn't have done. Paying you, off you went, to give DC you went too scores. far this time. You don't really know what I'm capable of here. You you do not know my true you, power, friend. You think? Oh, I am just going to open this fucking Pandora's box because we've been playing this too nice. We've been assigning each other mostly good movies, and we were like, "Oh, this will be interesting to talk about." I want to hear your perspective on this. No, no, not now. Now. God now you've it. done something awful. Parker, damn it. 
What is the worst movie you've ever seen? Last Jedi. No, the worst. No, no, no. I'll, I'll, I'll narrow this down. What is the worst animated movie you've ever seen? Oh, no. oh Jesus Christ! Oh, no. I know where this is going. This, this feels like a trick. <laughs> to plead the fifth. I don't want any part of what's happening. Oh, well, Alex, I'm going to get to you in a second. I got, I got, I got worse things in store for you. I don't even know if you're going to be able to sit through it. This is an endurance test for both of you. I've given you three good movies when Parker asked me. Suck a dick. Well, this is what you get for debating me on the year of release of movies. There's two Tremor sequels that star Jamie Kennedy, coward. We can do this. We can fucking do this. You want to do... Oh, please, dude, be my guest. You're going to watch a little movie with Charlie Sheen... Hillary Duff, God, fucking Wayne damn Brady, God damn and Christopher it. Lloyd. Damn it's, it. I mean, they spent a lot of money on it. It was like seven years God, and $150 million. Dollars. Parker, you're going to tell me all about Food Fight. That's why I have trust issues. <laughs> I tell you things in confidence. Like, no, I've never seen that Food Fight is movie. very easily the worst animated movie I've ever seen. And like I said, this is an endurance test. I, I, oh... I, I can't wait for you to put it on with your girlfriend, and she will leave within gonna, the first two seconds. I'm going to be splitting this up into multiple films. No, this is going to hurt you deeply. That's how I got through uh, Grandma Got deep. Run Over by a Reindeer last <laughs> December. That was like a three-sit-down, 45-minute watch. Boy, how long was that movie, though? That was, in like, that was like, what, barely an hour, right? Um, What did it feel like? Oh, no, no. I feel like I'm still living it. Yeah. <laughs> Classic case of another song. Why was Santa Jewish in that movie? I really enjoyed how all of December you just gave me episodes and movies that had nothing but songs in them. Okay, you fucking gave me the Hamtaro Christmas. (laughs) It was like twenty minutes. That was like not even that. You gave me yeah, twenty whole minutes. You gave me like two episodes of Steven Universe. Speaking of, people at work are still asking, "What are you doing your next Steven Universe episode?" (laughs) The things that you have done to Uh, me about uh, the first week of September, buddy. (laughs) And as for you, Alex, uh, have you ever watched the Nostalgia Critic? Oh, motherfucker. Oh boy. Do do you That's, do you want to know all about? And now let's let's see what what movies has he made. I want to make sure that I'm just checking on uh, the right ones. I don't want you to watch them out of order. I mean, you can't give him a three hour movie. <laughs> you say that, but I don't see why I can't. Oh, actually, <laughs> I, I just went to the. Uh, oh God, fucking shit, ass Charlotte. Okay, uh, there's a. I don't even know where to start with some of this. <laughs> it's like, I, I kind of want to give him just, like, a review. Just, like, not really lean into it or anything. But part of me also wants to just give him one of, like, the full movies or something. Um, That's... This whole thing's gonna fall apart immediately. <laughs> There's a character called Hyper Fangirl. I can only imagine why people like... No, I'm just gonna... I'm not gonna have you watch a Nostalgia Critic episode, but instead I will assign you a movie. I'm gonna give you The Odd Life of Timothy Green. What the fuck? Jesus, what? Yeah. Oh, good luck. Good luck, buddy. You better have a real bad time. What the fuck is this? Here, okay, now here's something I did not know, because I just went to Wikipedia for it. This was produced by Amit Zappa, uh, son of Frank. That explains a lot. Oh, yeah. so you know oh actually, no, actually, I, I, I'm going to be honest, I didn't know. Hey, M. Emmett Walsh is in this. There's a whole lot of people in this movie. Point eight out of ten. Yeah, this this one, I actually, I really hate this movie. Um, this this movie really totally sucks ass. Um, Chris Kattan, motherfucker. Mm-hmm. 
So uh, you're gonna have to watch. Oh, good. <laughs> Harvey Firestein. And Common is in it. Oh, so. that, this is. Oh, Lin Manuel Miranda, huh? Okay. Oh, I didn't. You geez, have... I didn't. Boy, this movie has everybody, doesn't it? Maybe this. Maybe I accidentally got you a good no, one. No, you looked no, out. Not quite. The floodgates. You, you have, boy, you have solved the Hellraiser puzzle box, friend. <laughs> You made the first move, and that's fine. But I intend to make the last. You one. you think that I, this is a matter of survival? I I don't know if you're okay. First of all, you can find this very easily on ITI or SIG if you want. I will that. wear you down solely out of spite, and that's a promise. This movie is going to do things to your body that you didn't know were possible. What I'm saying is this: watch Wishmaster Four, you fucking. This idiot. movie is going to fuck you apart. <laughs> You know there's like 12 children in the corn movies, right? <laughs> <laughs> just, and just, only you know, 17 weeks talking. of football. <laughs> I don't know. I feel like this is the Bills year, dude. <laughs> yeah, every you know year what? is the Bills year. Bills Mafia stand up. Safe at last, do 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 do. Safe at last, do 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 do. Safe.